I mean, Brave is my middle name. And welcome to the Down in Front Podcast, the official podcast of downinfrontpodcast.com. I'm your host, Warren. With me, I have my best friend, Mocha. And it's just going to be us two today. How's it going, Mocha? Whoop, whoop. Going great, man. How's it doing? Going well. Good to see your face. I uh, haven't seen you on in a while, so it's nice to uh, mix it up a little bit. So yeah. yeah, it's been a few episodes. I'm, I'm excited to be back. Yeah. I mean, I think we, everybody's excited for our 100th episodes coming, so just kind of stay tuned for that. Uh, some big news, big movie news going to be happening. Uh, I'm pretty excited that we actually kind of started rolling out and launching a new segment called The Last Call with the Down in Front podcast. Um, and that's going to be kind of an unedited live stream version of just us hanging out for about a half an hour uh, and really talking about extra stuff that happens in the news and media and really about anything. So uh, stay tuned for that. I know that's going to be for our patrons, but anybody and everybody can uh, hop on for that. So we'll definitely be tweeting out the link before we start recording. So uh, stay tuned for that. So I'm pretty pumped. Um, We are here. We are going to give you a full review of Love, Simon. Uh, Literally, I think it's one of the most romantic movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about it. I'm really excited to talk about the kind of the subject matter of it. I'm, I'm excited to talk about like the messages. And also, I'm excited to talk about things that just didn't quite work of this movie. Uh, but before we get into that, and before we get into the nitty-gritty, Mocha, uh, what you uh, sipping on or what you been watching? So, uh, as for what I've been sipping on, leading up to this episode tonight, I sipped on a liter of beer at my local brewery. Shout out to Queen's Brewery. They only serve in... Uh, liters and half liters and i'm not a half man therefore i drank a liter before i showed up for this show um as for what i've been watching i've been watching on netflix this anime series called fate apocrypha um it's about a battle between mages for an item called the holy grail that grants the the wielder uh like everlasting life and all this power and the mages fight over it by summoning heroes from our past to like legendary heroes from our past to battle for them. So you see like characters like uh, like Vlad the Impaler going toe to toe with Achilles and things like that. Um, honestly, it's not that excellent of an anime. Um, I don't really care for it too much, but it's got some great animation. And I've really been watching it while I while I do cardio at the gym. Um, but that's what I've been going through lately. Nice. There you go. I mean, that sounds awesome. You say that's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, both the second season just dropped, like I think, like a month ago. So, noise, noise. I've been trying to catch up on my Netflix shows, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Uh, well, it's yeah. always great to have you. Um, great to kind of hear your voice, and great to see your face. Same. Ah, thoughtful. Uh, I have been. I am currently sipping on some Trader Joe's Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, thanks to my friend Shelby for leaving a box of wine in my apartment. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, other than that, I've actually been uh, watching a good amount of like other shows, smaller shows. But the one thing I do want to talk about is uh, I went in, I went down to Florida and I was hanging out with my friends. And the first time my buddy goes, 
Warren, have you seen this movie? It's called Boy. It's from the director who did a, a Hunt for the Wilder People. And I was like, Frank, first of all, I'm surprised you know what Hunt for the Wilder People is because that movie is great, but that's not his type of movie. But he loved that movie. He also loved this movie called Boy. And it's by the director Taika Waititi. And it's interesting. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a um, like a like a personal sort of biography of like his life a little bit and like kind of growing up and his father and basically how he was in school. And it's a bit of a, um, I wouldn't say it's a dark comedy. It's definitely not quite as dark, but it's, it's a definitely a funny movie. It's, it's very fun. Uh, the, com- the comedy is just absolutely hilarious. You know, they talks about, you know, check out my move. It's kind of like Michael Jackson. I'm going to go over to New York and meet Michael Jackson. And does all this like hilarious stuff. He has this, like, this weird sort of cutaway scenes in which he's playing like beaded and a bunch of stuff. I mean, I'm not going to get too much into spoilers for this movie, but definitely very enjoyable. And just about everything that Taito Waititi does is absolutely amazing. Um, and this is definitely one of the ones that I would say for sure you should check this movie out. It's very fun, very enjoyable. It also has like a really um, a grounded message too. I really need to see more of Taika's work. I've only seen Thor Ragnarok. Um, what? Yeah, that's all, the only Taika Waititi show I've seen. You need at least so Hunt for the Wilder People is on Hulu right now. I love that movie. Um, I love that movie so much. It, it, there's so many beats in it. That movie is so, so leveled and it's so layered. Uh, so definitely check that out. Um, what we do in the shadows, Flight of the Concords. I mean, I, I think. Wait, he was behind Flight of the Concords. Yeah, I think he had like a, a, a large part into doing that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I definitely so, watched my fair share of Flight. That show's great. Yeah, uh, I would say definitely go check out his work. I mean, I watched this on uh, a new uh, streaming sort of service called Fandor. I believe they kind of paired up with Movie Pass for a little bit. So I'm on like a, a free sort of trial um, so it's pretty cool I mean they have a lot of work that's on there that you really can't find anywhere else um, so if it, wa- it wasn't on Fandor it's also on iTunes you can kind of purchase that I believe it was like $5.99 and that's a movie that I will definitely be purchasing because I find myself watching that probably every few, few months or so um, so that's Boy and that's what I've been watching so I'm pumped awesome I'm excited thank you uh, what we're going to do is going to give you a quick quick break we're going to get into Reviewing this entire film of Love, Simon by director Greg Berlanti. Berlanti. Ooh, there we go. Wine hit me. Uh, And we'll see you soon for a full, spoiler, full review of Love, Simon. See you in a moment. Check it out. And we are back. We are the Down in Front Podcast. It's myself with Mocha Mike. Uh, we're going to be hanging out and giving you a full review. Um, I would just say if you haven't seen the movie Love, Simon yet, you probably want to pause because we will be spoiling the movie for you. So going into this movie, I had no idea what this movie was about. Partially, I kind of some part knew a little bit, but I didn't know the actual extent. But I Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Mocha, I'm, ex- I'm excited to hear some things that you liked about this movie. Yeah, so I guess that I'll start off by saying that this movie was just overall really sweet and just a delightfully cute movie. Um, it was one of those movies that I just kind of went into 
not really knowing what to expect. I understood the basic premise of the film, but I hadn't gotten to see a teen drama in a while. And throughout the film, I just felt really... I, there were a lot of cringeworthy scenes that had me in my seat, kind of like crumpled into myself. And there were a lot of really heartwarming and uplifting scenes. And at the end of it all, it was just a really nice, cute teen love story mm-hmm. that also happened to be a gay love story, um, which had its own layers and levels of information to it that I think that the film, the director and the writers really did a good job of unpacking in a way that was unobtrusive. You know, it didn't ever feel like it was a movie... Despite the fact that the basic premise is about a kid being blackmailed about his homosexuality, um, it didn't really feel like a movie that was just about a gay guy. Yeah, um, it, it felt really relatable in a way that, aside from the fact that he was afraid of coming out, could you know that people of any uh, sexual orientation could connect with. I was surprised that they even put that section of the movie that you know Martin. I was surprised they put that section in the movie and then it drew on for that long. Because uh, that's a really shitty thing to do. Um, and just kind of highlight that. I know it wasn't like... I didn't. They probably didn't want to highlight it, but, but for the majority of the time, you know, Martin was literally blackmailing Simon to try to fall in love, you know, with his friends. And then he ended up breaking up his friends' friendships in the first... And after that, and just how everything just sort of happened just for him to kind of keep his secret. I just felt like the movie kind of really focused on that. And I'm, and I'm kind of glad because it's, it's kind of a shitty thing to focus on, but at the same time, it's probably only scratching the surface of shit that people tend to do to try to hide something that they're not ready to, um, to share with the world. And so it was more of a, I like how authentic that it was. And I like the fact that they really kind of went there and on the surface, right, that they're just talking about like, oh, high school and people like might want to date other people. But kind of underneath, I think uh, this level was, uh, this movie was also pretty layered to the point where it had like some undertones of, you know, people are going to do some disgusting things to each other. Um, One, to kind of get ahead for them personally. uh, But then two, uh, people are going to be like, I mean, it's kind of okay because what the alternative is for me, I can't, I can't see past that, you know. Um, so yeah. I was glad they kind of had that kind of slice of life, so that realistic moment there. I'm glad you brought up the character of Martin. Um, first of all, shout out to the actors and actresses in this film because they all did a great job of portraying their their roles and their oh, yeah. characters. I loved every one of them, um, but especially for that character Martin, I have not been in a film or in a theater watching a film, and wanted so deeply, so truly from the bottom of my heart to beat the ever-loving shit out of somebody more than I have the character of Martin in this film. So shout out to his actor, because he did a really good job of infuriating me. He was such a piece of shit. And I just, like, I hated him. I hated him. The moment he started blackmailing the lead character, Simon, um... I was just like, in my mind, I'm just like, just beat him up. Just beat him up right there. <laughs> just there. Just take care of this but right he now. Couldn't, right? Right. He, he couldn't. Go tell your parents you're gay and beat the shit out of this kid. Cause <laughs> uh, I just lo- I love it because, you know, and the actor's name's Logan Miller. I think he had a couple of works, but I think this may be one of the his biggest roles. Um, he just did such a good, scathing job. But I think the movie also, uh, I really like some of these works that kind of walk that weird sort of grayish line, you know, because he's doing a really terrible act in this movie. And we already kind of know that. But then you also know that Martin is not quite enabling, but like really helping out Abby, you know, Simon's other friend who just recently moved here. And 
the only time, right? And it was a nice, it was a really, really great moment of, you know, Simon and Abby is driving home and Simon goes, oh, you know, I would have asked about your parents. I just didn't know when was the right time. Martin didn't even know Abby and was able to kind of get there, kind of break down those walls and kind of open up this character to kind of share her, her, her story. Her story is too sad and makes people upset. But he was able to kind of get there and kind of at least kind of show her that you, you don't have to be, you know, I deserve a fucking superhero moment. I thought that was a great, great, a strong moment in a fucking Waffle House. But then you realize, you remember that, fuck, Martin's a shitty character, though. Like, he's doing something very terrible. And he's also a broken and a very sad character because even later on in the movie, right, he's one, he's the one who then posted everything about Simon and kind of outed him for that. And I love that mm-hmm. moment that Simon says, fuck you, that was my moment. I absolutely, absolutely love that moment. And the fact that in this movie they did not give him a chance, Martin, to redeem himself, I also love that part too because I like when it's more realistic. Shit happens, shit's dirty, shit's gritty. You know, and you can't just tie up everything in the bow and says it's okay. Things are going to happen that people won't cannot redeem themselves for just yet, right? It takes time. It doesn't take a span of two days a week, a month. That takes some years to redeem yourself from that. And I like how, you know, this director had a chance, you know, directors Greg Berlanti, um, he really kind of showed that because... You know, it, it almost as if it was. It, it kind of took me a bit back to high school, but it showed a more realistic approach to it. Yeah. Fun fact about Logan, the actor who played Martin, um, he was in The Walking Dead. Um, I don't know if you, Warren, as a Walking Dead fan, remember him, but he is the one of the kids who lives in the kingdom, um, the one who trains under Morgan on how to use the staff. Mm-mm. All right, maybe you're not up to that. Not, not up to that one, yeah. <laughs> But, but, cool. yeah. but yeah, he was in The Walking Dead for a couple of episodes. That was the last time I saw him, which is why he looks familiar to me. And in The Walking Dead, he is super endearing. He's like, the moment you meet him, you like the kid and you you want to root for him. And it was the exact opposite in this film. So he's definitely got got a bit of range there. And also, too, like his character, that super awkward theater geek who, you know, is like, <laughs> is really, really... Uh, gregarious but in a way that is not endearing to the people around him mm-hmm. we all knew that kid in high school yeah or maybe some of us were that kid in high school for sure um but but like but yeah it was just authentic it really felt authentic coming off him and it sucks because until he started blackmailing simon he's someone that i would have rooted for yeah. i would have been behind that kid 100 percent if all he was way. like oh i like abby and i'm an awkward magician and or wannabe magician right? but help me figure out how to woo her but he went straight into the realm of blackmail, and oh, I just hated him throughout the entire movie. I was seething every time he was on screen. Even the point, right, that you were still rooting for him, and he has some great, great moments, because Simon goes to his apartment, or his their house, and he goes... Oh, you know, you do, like you don't have. Do you have anything that girls don't want to read your shirts? And he starts judging him. And he's breaking him down. He's like, No, look, look. I don't want you to change my look, right? I want you to. Uh, I want abby to like me for me and i'm like fuck that's a great i hate you i hate you but you know you know it's it's a really uh great great writing and i think and it's like some great acting and some great sort of character work to make it so you really don't want to hate this kid but you really hate this kid but you're like i should really hate your guts but it's really difficult to hate your guts 
um, in his in his in his yeah, in stuff. The, the writing was was pretty clever and pretty on point. In that same scene that you're talking about, where Simon goes to Martin's part, um, home and tries to help him figure out his wardrobe for how to woo Abby. Um, one of Simon's lines is he's going through his shirts and it, they're all these like classic um, like graphic tees that have different kinds of puns on them and like inside nerd humor. And he just looks at him and he goes, girls don't want to read your shirts, Martin. Right? <laughs> I had a good laugh at that. I was like, I wish I wish like junior high me had had gotten that advice from someone. <laughs> I definitely had. I mean, I went I went crazy on those boot shirts for a while. But I was more college. So it's like it was a little bit right. Yes. What up? Some, what is some other wins you have? yeah so this movie was really fun it was really lighthearted. um it felt a lot like a modern day john hughes film more than any other teen movie i've seen since the since the like the, the 90s um it just felt really fun and it felt kind of magical the way the story played out but it also didn't run over the kind of tropes that you typically see in in teen drama films like they could have easily had this film have its big climax in the end of year dance or ball which is what every other fucking uh like teen movie does and they didn't they took a different route on that and had it uh tied it into the carnival and the ferris wheel that the character the mysterious blue character had initially instagrammed about at the very beginning of the movie um so they did a really good job of containing the story within the world that they built and also doing it in a way that honestly, in terms of the beats is similar to tip- to other teen movies we've seen, yeah. but in terms of locations and how it rolled out was completely unique. Yeah. Um, and it also like approached sexuality in a really like sweet and normative way. Um, the move, the movie doesn't take a lot of time convincing the audience or trying to convince the audience that it's okay for Simon to to be homosexual and to be having trouble like coming coming out about it um we get a like a montage a voice a vocal montage in the beginning where he's explaining his reasons for why he hasn't come out yet and a lot of them are the, t- are the types of reasons that you'd hear from from people who you may or may not know who are like out homosexuals um about why they they haven't you know it's his he says like why do people have to come out as gay like no one comes out as being straight that's not fair and this and that and that's a, you know that's like you know a, a, a thought that a lot of people have, and it was very frank about it in a way that wasn't apologizing for what Simon was, mm-hmm. and it wasn't trying to pander to the audience and like oversell it. It's just who he was, and he, and the drama f- unfolded like any other person. And I feel like in this world where we're starting to see more and more of a social visual presence for. Um, the normalization of homosexuality, um, a film like this really goes a long way because it doesn't it doesn't hold the audience's hand and say, hey, it's okay, but just so you know, this kid's gay, and you know, mm-hmm. it just does its thing and it unfolds in a really sweet way. So I, I really like appreciated that. I mean, I even appreciate more of the the movie itself on how you know Simon was for majority majority of the part was kind of in control he had some things he kind of coached and you know he came out to Abby that he was in control for and he kind of coached Blue on kind of coming out he said you should too and they had talked together about how they motivated each other um but then it turns on its head because the moment that Simon doesn't have the control of this then shit starts going crazy he then like pushes away his family pushes away his friends and does all this stuff because he he doesn't quite know like I'm outed and I don't have a chance like you know what about me like I should have that moment um, and I just thought it was 
it, it was just nice to kind of at least kind of live with that bit of a kind of like sadness. And I think they had a um, a image a imagery sort of um, a way of depicting. Um, life is like a Ferris wheel, right? At one point, you're always at the bottom, then you're at the top, then you just kind of go down back to the rock bottom sort of thing. And I, and I really like that imagery that they were using in the movie um, just to talk about, at this point, you know, teen drama, right? Teen, quote-unquote, teen drama. But a lot of these teen dramas are very important because you can kind of take that word off of it and it's just living life. And I like how the movie had a lot of ups and downs and there's a lot of... Uh, pop-outs right there's even like even to the point where oh you know now that i'm out you know i'm gonna go move to california i have all these posters and pictures of all these guys like on my wall right and then he literally goes into a musical number which he has like a rainbow that's on a flag and like all this kind of crazy stuff i i enjoyed that that was kind of fun and i'm like i'm glad (laughs) he's like probably not that gay you know um (laughs) but i'm glad that he they use that bit of a fine line between comedic and also a serious sort of message that they're trying to send because this is important. It's important because it hurts people and it hurts the people around them. And sometimes as much we are rooting for Simon and we're rooting for the people that um, would want to come out. I'm not entirely sure if it's coming out. It has to be on their own terms, right? And they have to deal with it in their own time. And I love how the movie slowed down to a point where Simon talked to his mom, played by Jennifer Garner, and she just sat. He just sat and talked. And she he was. She goes. He goes. You know. Uh, have you known? Uh, he asked the same question to Abby, and you know, for his mom, she's like, well, kind of, because it just felt felt like you had this big secret. But she was patient and waited for him to kind of cope through. Um, and then he asked Abby the same question, and she was like, "Well, aren't you surprised?" He was like, "Well, I should should I be? You know, I'm here to support you because we love you." And I and I love those moments that the movie just slows down and it doesn't use comedic points, it doesn't use these beats. It it really says that you know this is my depiction on why this is okay and this should be the normal. This this should be normal. Why isn't this normal now? Um, and I just I just love that. It was a great, great moment. Even his father, uh, played by Josh Duhamel, my goodness. Because you see mm-hmm. early in the movie that his father makes jokes um, about homosexuality. And then later on, he can't stop crying. He can't, like, he, he was so apologetic. He was sad that he didn't see it before. And I think I received that as he was wanted to be supportive as much as possible. He, didn't, he never wanted to push his son away. And he wanted his son to be as open as possible. But his father was a jock and all this sort of stuff. And I love that sort of natural moment, too. Because uh, the movie starts off and talks about masturbation, right? And um, then that relationship sort of grows, too. So it was just, it was just very powerful stuff that this movie was giving you. To be just a romantic movie also, it was very deep, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up, how, how like the family reacted, particularly the mom, because one thing about this film that really struck me in a way that I hadn't really seen from films that were depicting coming-of-age like gay or lesbian stories um, was that they were really respectful about the types of of issues that like real everyday like normal homosexual people face when it does come come down to coming out um you know in particular with the with the mom you mentioned jennifer gardner did a wonderful job in her fairly limited role um after he comes out to the family on christmas morning 
um, things get awkward for a little while, and they don't really know how to like talk to each other. And that was Simon's biggest fear, but also it's also it's also a self fulfilling pro- pro- prophecy because he becomes so uncomfortable with the situation that he does you know disconnects from his parents. Mm-hmm. But when he finally does talk to his mom about it um, after the initial coming out, he he says to her, you know, like as he said, "Did you know, or did you have any idea?" And Jennifer Garner says, "I knew that something was was bothering you." And she said that you used to be so full of life and this and that. And for the last few years, it's just felt like you were holding your breath. Um, yeah. And what the first thing that Simon says to his parents when he comes out during that awkward silence afterwards is, "Hey, I'm still the same kid that you've known." And just Jennifer Garner says you know, like you can exhale now and yes, you're still the same person that we've always known, but now you get to be a truer version of, of that person that we've always known. And that is like, is really deep and also really like impactful and moving to have someone that, you know, this character loves so deeply, his mom to be able to make that acknowledgement for him that he didn't have to debate that with her. She's just like, yeah, you're the kid I know, but now you can be even be more of who you really are. And that's just like, it was just a beautiful moment. Um, and I feel like things like that aren't really shown in a lot of coming of age, uh, get, you know, like movies about hom- that include homosexuality. A big one that I saw that really was moving for me was when Martin, after Martin exposes Simon for being gay to the school on the, blo- on the, on the secrets um, blog that they My keep sp- running for the entire high school. Um <laughs> Martin confronts him in the in the in the parking lot and says, "Hey, I'm sorry. I was just trying to take people's attention off of me." Blah blah blah. And Simon turns around and he's like, "You, it wasn't your right to make me come out. Like you took that moment away from me." And that's one of those things that I don't know what the situation was with the writers. If one of the writers was gay, or if they had people that were close to them that were gay and they had a good sense of this, but it's true. You know, like the moment for a person who is like uh, homosexual, bisexual, queer, whatever. The moment they have when they make the decision to come out to their loved ones is a special moment. It takes a lot. It's a culmination of them coming to terms with the feelings that they felt, um, as well as generating the strength and the bravery to confront people that they love, to say something that could potentially like hurt them and their relationships for the rest of their life. And that's a very special moment, and you only get that moment once. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Simon to turn around and say, hey, you stole that moment from me, that is that's some real shit right there um because you don't get that moment back and that's also not something that people think about when it when non when like non-queer people think about coming out or being homosexual that it's a really it's a really powerful moment for someone to to get to the stage where they are willing to say this is the time where i'm going to make this this exclamation to people yeah i mean i absolutely love that part it's probably one of my favorite parts in the movie um just because there's so there's so much subtext you know, talking about them being a theater. There's so much subtext that's behind those words and that that entire sort of scenario. It, it, I think it, do, it was done perfectly, and then it's kind of there, and then it kind of happens, and you figure out what happens to the movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's it was cool because you know a lot of times when we get movies about gay coming out stories, um, you know it's it's very dramatic. It's someone who is in a super religious family and the family chastises them and kicks them out or it's, you know, they come out and they're, they're physically assaulted by the people that they thought they loved or are, you know, told that they don't want anything to be done with them. But what this movie did was, was show that, Hey, even if you're, you have a really loving, caring family, 
it's still an immensely difficult thing that comes with its own set of unique problems, even if your family is overall accepting and loving. Yeah. Um, it's not easy, period. Um, so it was just it was just really cool and a really authentic uh, screenplay that I I appreciated. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm excited to talk about uh, another win slash this something that I was kind of a bit upset about on the movie was because the character of Ethan, and I think you texted me before watch before I was watch I was going to watch this movie later on, and you says, "Hey, look out for this character Ethan because I think this character is Ricky." <laughs> And I'm like, all right. I don't know the quite the context there, but all right, cool. Like, you know, he has like his hair is like down, and so uh, Ethan is a character that had already um, in the in this in this movie was uh, was like the gay was the homosexual kid in the high school, and I think you you they have moments in like just about almost every time Ethan was on screen, I believe um, there was always like some jocks or uh, these guys that was making fun of him. And he always had the best, like, absolutely eviscerating comebacks to these guys. And I just thought it was, like, awesome to see that character and being so strong and how Simon was just always kind of around. Uh, and so I love uh, I love that character. I love how that character was kind of in this role. I love how that character kind of showed that it's okay. And, like, even he kind of he consoles kind of Simon and says, you could have told me. You know, like, when they both were in the um, like the principal's office, like you know, you could have told me. I don't. Um, he's like, I didn't. I didn't think we had anything in common. You know, and I think that was kind of uh, Simon's sort of rebuttal. So, uh, I really, really enjoy this character. Just the fact that it talks about like such the difference between these two characters. Um, but my only thing was, I really wanted a bit more focus on Ethan's character, and I really wanted to see more than a couple of uh not throwaway lines but a couple of lines that was on the side uh it's just because things happen way too convenient and way too rapidly to it felt like the movie was trying to just show them but not quite unpack them did you pick that up at all um in terms of of the character ethan yeah sort of i feel like i feel like it wasn't his movie and so while they probably could have unpacked a lot more about it like they just didn't have the time to. Yeah. But but you you brought up something interesting that I hadn't noticed, which is the fact that every single time we see Ethan on screen, he's being bullied. Mm-hmm. Every single scene, and mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on that because every time he's being bullied, he has like you said that witty retort. He's always boom ready to put the clap back, and he usually shuts down the person who's fucking with him. And then later on, when he and Simon are having that heart to heart in the principal's office. You know, Simon says, oh, you make it look so easy and so effortless and da-da-da. And he was like, it has never been easy for me. Yes. My mom goes, to, like, talks to our family at, 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 at you know, at gatherings every Sunday and tells them about all the girls that I'm dating. And yes. she, her eyes light up and she gets so excited when she talks about these girls that I'm not dating. Life ain't easy for me. Yes. And, and that was just a really, that was, that itself, and itself was a really, well, it's a really, like, touching moment too because you see this character who's just strong every single time you see him mm-hmm. and then when you get a chance to finally actually sit down and have a conversation with him you find out no like this like this is hard for me and yeah. like being that witty person who claps back all the time is all that i can do <laughs> you know i guess the, the issue that i was kind of so this kind of talks about like uh, one of the things and it's literally not many but this is one of the big thing that i didn't like about the movie was you know, you have already established this strong character, Ethan, who's already a gay character, who's 
completely on his own. Then you have this assignment character at the time was kind of closeted, but then was outed. And you can see that you have a very, very strong character. Shit goes wrong for him literally every time he's on screen, right? Or somebody's bullying him and he can like ward that off. But then you have the Simon character of the moment that he's like outed, right? You got the two jocks that was like making fun of him in the lunchroom. And the only time you have somebody else stand up for, you know, a character in this movie that's gay was when Simon's outed. And mm-hmm. you you see three moments before that, you know, you have the principal that was there at the pep rally. You have the teachers that was there and nobody said anything about, you know, um, Ethan being bullied. And nobody said anything about what was kind of happening and if there was any issues there. But then the moment in the movie, and this is more of that when the movie kind of step takes a step out and I know that it's a movie, right? It's not as realistic. The moment that you know, he's outed, then it's... The, t- the, the, the drama teacher uh, stands up for him. Then the principal, who tries his best, but he had to talk. And then you have, like, these intervening sort of moments of people kind of standing up and showing, like, their support and um, defending Simon. Um, and I, I think that rubbed me the bit, a little bit of the wrong way. I had a bit of an issue with it because I just felt that, you know, that in the back of my mind, I know this is not Ethan's movie, but it's really difficult to tell me. You just showed me that. Where's the support for Ethan? But all this support, and we've already seen his family, right? We've already seen his friends, but where is the support for Ethan's character? And going further, right? Where is support? Where is the support for other characters, other people that could be potentially gay in the school at all? And that's, I, I think that's one of the biggest issues I have with the movie. Well, it's interesting you brought that up, and I don't know if this was intentional for the, by the writers, and if it was, then it was subtle and brilliant, and if it wasn't, then they unconsciously touched on something that's very real within the gay community, which is the fact that Simon passes. And what mm-hmm. the phrase passes mean is, it means is uh, when somebody is able to appear as straight and cis, cis being like someone who identifies with the biological gender that they were, uh, or biological identity that they were, or a gender that they were identified with at birth. Um, so he passes as a straight guy. Even after he comes out, he's just Simon, and he's just like a dude. Um, but as a result, it's less foreign, less strange. And in the real world, there are certain you know um, privileges that are just inherent with individuals, whether it's in the gay community, lesbian community, queer community, trans community, that are able to pass as the thing that society expects them to be, versus the people who are who live. Um, who whose personas or behaviors make it clear that they are um, someone within the LGBTQ spectrum. Um, and so I don't know if that was intentional on the writer's part, mm-hmm. but that's an important point to think about, the fact that people who can pass, whether they're gay, straight, uh, gay, lesbian, trans, are afforded certain privileges in the world because it's easier to for, for non- LGBT people to connect with them and therefore empathize and therefore provide actively provide support as opposed to being forced to provide support. Um, so that was a really interesting interesting take that I hadn't I hadn't made that connection with until you mentioned mentioned that earlier. That's a good point. Yeah, it's you know it's something I was kind of think I I was I was looking at the movie and I'm like I really like it but it's it's a little odd and I wasn't sure if it was because the the the, the color of the character's skin you know Ethan being black and Simon being white. Um, and the two bullies, one was mixed, kind of black, and the other one was white. Um, and so I wasn't entirely sure to kind of what to make of it and what to think of that. But I know that I, I took away from 
exactly what are you trying to trying to say you know um and that was kind of tough for me so that was something Mm -hmm. i was like no it just wasn't kind of um the full kind of buy-in for that but i love everything i felt like everything about ethan's character i absolutely loved everything that he was doing um, Ethan was great. In he such a heart- every scene he was in. Right? And such a heartbreaking... That that moment that he's talking about his mom was such a heart heartbreaking moment because it's on, like... It's right after, like, a really tough moment and then the screen... The, everything kind of slows down and you have these two characters sitting there talking and have a conversation and we see it earlier with Abby. We see it earlier with Simon and his mom. I really like how everything just kind of slows down and they can just have that very intimate moment. Um, even with, you know, Simon and Leah, you know, I, I think that was a, a very powerful, very heartbreaking. That was a very, very heartbreaking moment too. Uh, but I think it was very, I'm glad that they put those moments and I'm glad that the script had a chance to kind of slow down and really explore just a little bit of these characters' lives outside of it. Because in the end of the day, right, I'm, I'm going to be one person. I may hear two, three things in a person. I'm like, oh my gosh, but I never have a chance to kind of follow up and, you know, that could be why, right, we don't find out more information about Ethan. Could be. Um, but I just think that was, like, I would love to have more information, and I was kind of upset about the depic- depiction of him. But it's also, I love the character. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, but, I mean, the last thing I do want to kind of talk about is uh, the ending. What's your thoughts on the ending of the movie? What specifically about the ending? Oh, so I mean, him finding uh, him finding blue at the oh. fair as well. So I was super excited that blue was who we wound up being. Um, I wish I could remember the name of the kid, Bran. Uh, but he what was that Bram, Bram. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I liked Bram from the get go, and they did a lot in this film with misdirection, with intentional direction in the get-go, and then a lot of misdirection as the movie went on to get you to think that it wasn't Bram, no matter what. It wasn't Bram. Um, but I liked Bram. He was charming. He was uh, he was a cool character. Uh, so I'm glad that the kid that wound up being behind the, the Blue account um, was him, especially since he and Simon already had a connection, already knew each other. Um it felt more realistic that they were able to just embrace the love that developed via these email exchanges mm-hmm. rather than it being some like random, random kid sitting on the, on the Ferris wheel with him. Um, it was cool. And it also liked the fact that it wasn't a clean and easy, um, coming out situation for him either. You know, um, Simon gets outed by Martin, um, and he immediately messages Blue and says, "Hey, listen, like I know you're you're in a place, you're on vacation with your dad, and you don't have a signal. But when you come back, here's what happened. They outed me. They put our emails out there. No one knows who you are, but please don't, like, please don't, like, let this freak you out and don't go away. Like, I need yeah. you." And he came back and he was like, "Listen, man, like, I'm sorry, it sucks to suck, but I'm not ready for this shit." Yeah. And like, that's some real stuff, you know. Like, it's scary to come out. That is not an easy thing to do, even if there are other examples of people successfully coming out around you. It is not easy, especially for Bram, who has the added issues of being like half black, half Jewish, which means that there are all these religious implications, as well as the you know the um, the cultural implications from being from a you know like people of color tend to have a harder time coming out than white people. It's just like it's just part of the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so seeing that it wasn't just an easy sort of like, okay, I love you, like let's meet up thing. And Bram had to watch 
Simon embarrass himself and put himself out there in front of the entire school for like 30 minutes writing this freaking Ferris wheel by himself to finally find the strength within himself to come out and engage this person that he had fallen for. Uh, it was it was more believable that way than you know than than any other route they could have gone. Yeah, I like everything that had happened there. Um, uh, I was I didn't really too care much for like Martin's kind of comeback and his uh, redemption moment. I was kind of hoping that they would kind of get rid of that, but I'm assuming he was going to come back at some point. Um, but I just like the, the the misdirection for sure because I was thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, I wonder if it was like a woman that's blue, right? I wonder if it was like a girl or what if it was like kind of a trans character, like something that we haven't quite seen before. Um, like how would that play out? How would that like change things? Um, and then I was like, well, I wonder if it was like the teacher, which I think was kind of weird, right? Because he was giving oh. the, I mean, the, uh, the, the principal, right? Quick, quick shout out yeah. to, uh, what's his name? Principal Worth, uh, Mr. Worth. That guy, he's from Arrested Development. Um, he plays Buster. He was like the living embodiment of the character uh, Mr. Fron from um, Bob's Burgers, the uh, the guidance counselor. I don't know, Warren, if you've watched Bob's Burgers. I don't. But if you ever do, Mr. Fron, the guidance counselor, is exactly who Mr. Worth, the principal, was in this film. And it was hilarious to watch him do his thing because it was super cringeworthy every time he was on scene. Oh, yeah. So weird. Especially talking about Tinder dates. I'm like, oof, probably not. Probably, probably not. Um... <laughs> But I like, you know, I like the simplicity of the moment. Um, I'm glad they had to put something that also made it feel like a movie. But I'm like, that's okay. I like, I like that part of a movie because things sometimes work out. Some things sometimes doesn't work out. And I think they could have took the movie in either direction and it would have been okay. Um, and I like the fact that, you know, even after that, they, the the one thing that I really enjoyed was, you know, when they, he was going around, Simon was going around and picking up everybody for school that you can see um, that they go and get those iced coffees, and then they have five, mm -hmm. and there's four and one in the middle. And I'm like, oh, he's picking, he's <laughs> picking up Rev. Come on, um, I thought that was great. I, <laughs> I love that part. I was like, God damn it, I, that's amazing. Um, and so he picks up everybody, and then they don't even go to school, and they kind of drive away somewhere. So I thought that was. Uh, that was kind of a great way to kind of end a, a very, very solid, a very um, joyful and very thoughtful movie, thought-provoking movie also. Yeah. So, uh, lasting thoughts and impressions. I'll toss it over to you, Mocha, and tell me lasting thoughts for Love, Simon. Yeah, as far as my final thoughts for this film, you know, if you enjoy teen coming-of-age movies, if you have a longing for the John Hughes era and are looking for some some nostalgia of the, you know, 80s-type movies like Pretty in Pink, those sort of magical teen movies that work out in the end, uh, go see this film. Um, I don't think that from any of the trailers that I saw, Love, Simon depicts itself as endear in an endearing a way as it actually was experiencing it. And I know that if I wasn't for this podcast, I wouldn't have gotten to see it of my own volition, but I'm totally glad I did. It was a super sweet movie. If you have a gay friend or a gay family member, go see this movie. It might help put into context some of the greater humanity going on there. Um, but yeah, you know, this is definitely, it's definitely worth, worth watching, whether you see it in theaters or when it comes out on, on digital download and Netflix in the near future. 
Yeah, just an absolutely perfect date movie. As a perfect many, many different type of scenario movies to go watch and see. Um, I love more than movies that's a little bit more thought-provoking, that has a really solid message, or has a message that could be construed and conveyed a, a bunch of different ways, but at least have a, a, a positive role models or, and positive kind of parental figures, especially um, during a, a teenage or a high school year movie. Um, something's happening to the teenager, right? Like, who is this person, so who is this thing, so who is this... Um, person sort of support system and I really like the fact that they kind of show the parents and they show the friendships and they show like other characters Ethan him in this particular case they show the principal character and um, they show these characters that are you know the main uh, characters the protagonist sort of support system and I really like a lot of movies that really kind of lift it up and says ultimately it's okay you're fine you are the same person that you always want to be you could just be different or not but in the end, it's okay. Um, and I like that about uh, this movie a lot. And I think that movie, you really get the sense of that throughout this entire movie of Love, Simon. Cool. So with that, we are the Down in Front Podcast, the official podcast of downinfrontpodcast.com. Uh, Mocha, where can we find more of your work? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Outing High Schoolers, at Mocha Mike L-I. Oh. Um, <laughs> that is Mocha Mike L-I, as the Lord intended. Um, unfortunately, it's not Mocha Mike. The person who owns that name was driven out of town after spending a little too much time around the local high school, and now I can't find him, so I'm still stuck at Mocha Mike L-I for the time being. Um, aside from that, you can find me some of my photography work at Instagram, Mocha Mike is my username there. Please check it out. As well as see some long-form reviews about the uh, films and TV shows that we talk about here at Medium. Um, that's medium.com slash at Mocha Mike. And you can find all our work at downinfrontpodcast.com. We have a Facebook, facebook.com slash downinfrontpodcast, or Twitter is underscore D-I-F-P. Um, as well as our Patreon. So we have just been signing up a bunch of people. We're excited to roll out a bunch of new tiers. And one of my favorite tiers is the Prices on the Can. Arizona Ice Tea. Prices on the Can. Prices on the Can. Um, we released that price on the can? Uh, 99 cents. It's actually on dollar. Mm. But it's only Classic. 99 cents. Um, what happens that you're actually going to be helping us kind of go and kind of keep doing the show. Um, any and everything is kind of amazing as well as you're going to be signed up to hang out with us on our official Discord. Um, so definitely go check that out. You're going to be getting episodes early. You're going to be getting only our, our, our patron-only episodes, and that's going to be our last calls and other kind of small projects that we're going to be working on. So definitely check that out, patreon.com slash Podcast. Um, yeah, it may not seem like it may not seem like much, but if you if you like listening to our show and can afford a buck a month, please send it our way. Yeah. Um, we take all that money and try to put it back into the podcast in order to m- keep making quality entertainment for you folks out there. So uh, yeah, give it a thought next time you you get a chance. Definitely go check it out. Uh, and we want to say thank you so much for your time for tonight. We are signing out. And we see you later. Bye. Love is love. Love is love. Love is love.